Hallelujah. Man, such a great atmosphere. I believe there's a spirit of victory in this place. Hallelujah. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory. Hallelujah. If you have your Bibles, turn to Proverbs chapter 18. We'll get there in a moment. Hallelujah. While they're receiving the offering, a lot of great things coming up, a lot of great things going on. I mean, the month of April is going to be awesome. Uh, next, uh, Actually, next weekend, we have uh, our apostle will be in the house. Dr. Savell will be with us next Sunday. Amen. Uh, on April 10th, we've got Richard Roberts. Uh, we have another apostolic night on April 10th. Of course, uh, on uh, April 17th is Easter Sunday where we celebrate the resurrection life of Jesus. Amen. And then the, week, uh, the weekend after that, Friday, uh, Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday morning, we'll have Billy Brim with us. And she's going to unpack for us the end times, where we are on God's timetable and what's going on. I want to encourage you, uh, no matter which Sunday, which service you are, you are an extension. You know, there's, uh, there's aspects of our walk with God where there's a go and see, but there's also a, you know, there's a go and tell and there's also a come and see. You know, there's, you know, we see people that operated in, in, in the life and ministry of Jesus where they said, where the woman at the well said, come and see. And then also he told them, go and tell. See, we, we are the voice in the earth that brings people to a place where they can receive fresh water, where they can receive eternal life. We, whether it's coming to a place or we are the word for them in that moment, as Kenny was talking about, we, you are that you have that sphere of influence and everywhere you go, there is revival taking place. Amen. You know, I want to tell you a quick story before I get in the message and just just want to thank God for his goodness. Um, Annette and I, we'll, we'll, we have to leave later this week. And uh, I got word um, just a few days ago that my, my grandmother went to heaven, you know, at 90, 94 years young. <laughs> and um, and um, I want you to know that God has the ability to do things beyond what you can do. You know, um, my mom was looking through a, a book that she had been writing in since she was 80. And, and, it, and it said one of the things in there was, you know, what is, what is your, one of your most memorable moments? And my mom was reading this, and, and it said my, one of my most, most memorable moments is when, mom, when my daughter, Virginia, which is my mom, you know, um, brought me back to the Lord when she was 80. <laughs> you know, and um, my, my grandmother, was, she was a feisty woman. Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> and uh, I try not to cry to tell the story, but and she was she was always a worrier. She was very, you know, she was very, you know, a half empty kind of person. You know, the cup is half full kind of, you know, it's like everything was looked from the negative standpoint. Well, about six weeks ago and now she had great health. Never. She was sharp as a tack. She was taking care of herself up till six weeks ago. I mean, she was totally fine living on her own and. And all that, and and um, and, but yet she started developing a pain, um, and she wasn't sure what it is. She thought she hurt her back or something, and but she knew deep down there was something more than that. And 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 so um, the day before that she is going to the, to get test results back from something, um, she has a dream, and uh, she had a dream. And she go and and so well, I'll tell you this part of the story. The next day she she went to the doctor. And they said, well, we want you to know that you have a, a tumor on your ribs and it's, 
and it's eaten a couple of your ribs and it's and it's disintegrated a couple of your ribs and and this is probably bone cancer and there's some things like that and 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 so my mom and the family are like okay how is she going to take this what's going to happen and she just got real quiet she shook the doctor's hand and she goes well she goes last night she goes i knew it was something more than that and she goes last night my grandson visited me in my dream which is me and she goes and he preached a message to me and and he told me that everything's okay and that everything is going to be okay and you know in, in the scripture in ecclesiastes and and so she just looked at him she goes well we can do all these tests and he goes no she goes she goes all my family is serving god and i've had a good life and and she goes i, I want to go to heaven and and so she was like she goes because my grandmother told me it's okay to go and and so for me that was such i was like humbling that god would use me in a dream but but knowing that God has the ability to speak into people's lives beyond what we could try many years trying to accomplish, God can do in one night of sleep. Amen. Amen. God's faithfulness. Hallelujah. You know, there's a, a sign assignment on my life. For this season that we're in as a church. I was telling Annette, it's like I'm in a season now where I feel like things are a little little different. Not that it's wrong different or thing that I just I just sense something different, you know, and and you know, stepping into, you know, just twenty three years being here, you know, um, fifteen years, you know, being a part of pastoral staff here at the church, sixteen or so. Um, I just sense that, that there's this urgency of what I'm going to be talking about over this year, the rest of this year, or how long the Lord's is vital for how we live in these last days. And, and um, you know, one of the things that Dr. Will gave us in the prophetic word that he gave us on January 16th was he talked about that we need to remain strong and win every battle. And so that's why last week I talked about being strong in spirit. And that's what my assignment is as the Lord directs in, in the weeks and months to come is, is my responsibility as your pastor to develop within us. I'm going to say in you, in us, because I, I'm, I'm, I'm learning just like you, is, is as, a pastoral, as a pastoral gift, as a gift to the body to perfect the body, to edify the body, till we come into the fullness, the maturity, and the stature of Christ. That's, 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 that's the assignment of every, every gift. Yes, that gift might inspire, that gift may correct, or whatever it, whatever it is and how it comes, understanding it's to edify the body, it's to build up the body, it's to strengthen the body. And, and so my assignment in the, in, the, in the days and weeks to come will be teaching us and us learning how to live with a, be, to be strong in spirit. I wrote some things down asking the Lord, well, why do we need to have be strong in spirit? One is, he goes, I want you to develop people that refuse to quit. <clears throat> he gave me nine different things. I want you to establish a people that carry 
a spirit of victory. Establish a people that have unshakable faith. Develop a people that are bold as lions. Develop a a family that's not easily offended. Number six, a family that's quick to forgive. A people that holds strong against temptation. A people that have joy in the midst of adversity. And a people that operate and abound in the love of God. So this is, this is the why that we're going to be talking about developing and becoming strong in spirit. Can you say, put your hand in your heart and, and just say that? I am strong in spirit. Now, I may, I may share some things that, that will be like, yeah, I thought that was kind of simple. But some people, it might be a, a, just a whole new revelation, understanding about things. But let's look at Proverbs chapter 18. And I'm not going to have time to unpack everything. It's already 11.05. So, but you just, you say to Pastor Justin, take your time. (laughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The spirit of man... I'm reading the New King James. The spirit of man will sustain him in sickness. Who can bear a broken spirit? Now, as I talked about last week, that this word spirit here is not just the the object of something, but it is actually the disposition of something. It's the it's the uh, it's an adjective of something. It's a description of something because in the second word spirit. In this scripture, it actually defines it and it tells us what kind of spirit is and it tells us it's a broken spirit. Okay? So, just like the first word spirit, it is the same thing. There's a disposition that's attached to that word spirit. The Amplified Transit uh, describes it this way the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. And we define that word sickness as infirmity. It means worn, afflicted, grief, weak, wounded, or sorrowful. So it's the strong spirit of a man that will sustain him. See, it's what, where is and what's going on with your spirit man is going to determine your ability to rise above any and anything that you might face in this world. Now, like I said, I might say some things that might be like, kind of like, oh, that's, I knew that. But some people may like, I didn't realize that. Now, let me, let me decide. It says the spirit of man. It doesn't say the spirit of the Lord. It says the spirit of man, the strong spirit of a man. Now, I want you to know that your spirit on the inside of you is not the Holy Spirit. See, a lot of times when people talk about and they think about their spirit man, they think of the Holy Spirit. No, the Holy Spirit is a person. He's not an it or a something. He is the spirit of God. And he came on the inside of you to make you 
and bring you and make you to be a new creation to now make your spirit alive on the inside of you. So your spirit is not the Holy Spirit. Romans says this. Romans says this. It says that the Holy Spirit will now bear witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. So it is, so my spirit is in communication with the Holy Spirit. Okay? I know that might be simple, but there might be people here or watching that may not understand the fact that you are a spirit. You don't have a spirit, you are a spirit. You are a spirit. You have a soul. And you live in a body. But for me, for 20 years of my life, and even some time in and out after 20 years of my life, I, I was a spirit, but yet my life was being directed by my soul. My soul, my mind, my will, and my emotions were leading my body. What I wanted, what my flesh wanted, what I thought, my opinions. See, there's too many Christians today that are heady. See, knowledge puffs up. So the, you know, in first Corinthians chapter, chapter one, it talked about two different people. You talked, it talked about the Greeks and it talked about the Jews. It said the Greeks run after knowledge and the Jews are seeking a sign. But he says, but Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of God. So understanding that, that, that it's, it's out of this, this spirit, my reborn spirit that I live. And even after people get born again, they are a new creation, but still the still they're being led by, they're being led by their emotions, their feelings, what they think, their opinions and, and, and other people's opinions and other people's thought processes and not living out of their reborn spirit. That's why we're to renew our mind. Now, when it talks about renewing the mind, it's not talking about renewing your mental capacities, but it's talking about, it, it is talking about that, but understanding that it is me growing and living, come to a place where I live from the inside out and not the outside in. So the Apostle Paul dealt with so many things in his writings to the church and so many things on what the churches were facing and what people were facing and what they were walking through and what they went through and and how to overcome and how to be victorious. So we have to have a strong spirit because it's the strong spirit that will cause me to be sustained in the midst of adversity. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 6. Ephesians 6. And I think I closed with this last week. While while you're turning there, and before we read that, if you make note of, if you're taking notes, you can make note of Colossians chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. He Paul talks about walking worthy of the Lord, fruitful in every good work. He says, strengthen with all might. 
He prays that they'd be strengthened with all might according to the glorious power. Meaning that I would, I would get stronger in proportion to God's glorious power. Ephesians 3.16 says, he prays and his prayer is that you would be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. In my inner man. So you have an inner man and you have an outer man. And he's talking about that this prayer is that you would be strengthened in the inner man. Now let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Finally, finally. All, he gets through six chapters and he says, finally. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, (laughs) against spiritual hosts of wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand Stand therefore. So he starts this off and he says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, not your own might, but his might. I talked about last week, I talked about how in Romans 11 verse 8, it says that that we don't support the root, the root supports us. That it's my this relationship that I have with the heavenly father and it's me being strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And when it's, when I understand that, then I understand that I have the ability to stand. So it's the strength I receive from the Lord that gives me the ability to stand against all the attacks of the enemy, all the attacks of the enemy, all the attacks of the enemy in your marriage with your children, your finances, your family, physical symptoms, what you're facing, whatever you're going through, you have the ability to be strong in the Lord. Now let's go to 2 Corinthians. And we'll get into some some things for this week. 2 Corinthians chapter, actually we'll look at the tail end of 3. Holy Spirit, thank you for being our teacher. Lord, I humble myself under your word today. Teach through me this morning. That we'd be edified and build up in you, Lord. Let's look at verse 18 of 2 Corinthians 3. It says, But we all, with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. <clears throat> so here I'm... With unveiled face, I'm beholding, I'm looking at something. What am I looking at? The glory of the Lord. And it says, I look at this, I'm being transformed, I'm being changed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. So the Spirit of the Lord is taking me from glory to glory. Can you say that with me? The Holy Spirit is taking me from glory to glory. Glory is the substance of God. Glory is the power of God. 
Glory is the presence of God. Glory is the strength of God. And it says that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of the Lord, is taking me from glory to glory or strength to strength. Let's look at verse 1 of chapter 4. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. Say that, we do not lose heart. Hallelujah. So there's something about this administration, the ministry. There's something about this glory to glory that will bring me to a place where I don't lose heart. See, the enemy is always out for you to lose heart. Lose heart to, to get you to give up, to get you to throw in the towel. Lose If you lose heart, then you don't have passion. You don't have strength to make it through. Because you what? You lost heart. For the sake of time, let's look at verse 7. But we have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So this treasure, I have a treasure. You have a treasure in you. It's in an earthen vessel. There's a treasure in, there's something more on the inside of you than you realize. Hallelujah. You were so much bigger on the inside than you are on the outside. At least that's what I tell myself. Hallelujah. I'm going to be five foot seven on the outside, but I'm 10 foot tall on the inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's a treasure in you. Just nudge your, your, your neighbor and say, there's a treasure in you. That the excellency and the power may be of God and not of us. Now listen to this. We are hard pressed on every side, yet we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. We're persecuted, we're not forsaken. We're struck down, but we're not destroyed. You see, you have a treasure on the inside of you. And because you have a treasure on the inside of you, it doesn't matter what might be pressing on the outside of you. The thing is, is you're not crushed. You might be perplexed or confused and not sure, but because of the treasure that's on the inside of you, you're not in despair. You're not without hope. You might be persecuted. People might be coming against you, but it doesn't matter. You have a treasure on the inside of you. So therefore you're not forsaken. You might feel like you're struck down. You might feel like you've been, you've been knocked down. But according to this, it says, I'm not destroyed. Why? Because you have a spirit on the inside of you. You have a spirit man on the inside of you. And you are stronger on the inside. Hallelujah. And this is what we're going to be cultivating over the weeks to come. We're going to be cultivating this fact that come to understanding that we are strong in spirit. Hallelujah. Now let's look at verse 16. So many good things in in this chapter, but let me stay on assignment. Verse 16 says, therefore. So therefore what? All the things that he said beforehand. Therefore, we do not lose heart. That's the second time he said, we don't lose heart. Hallelujah. I declare you will not give up. I declare that you will be stronger than the temptations you face. I declare that the enemy will not be stronger than the spirit of God on the inside of you. Therefore, do not lose heart. Now listen to this. Even though our outward man is perishing, 
yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. Woo! Hallelujah. See this? This is decaying. This is... Therefore, don't lose heart. Yeah, your outward man is perishing. This flesh body is decaying. But yet, what does it say? Yet, our inward man is being renewed day by day. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, the outward in the flesh. See, your flesh has limitations. Your natural has limitations. But yet, according to this, it says my inward man is being renewed. Woo! Hallelujah. Renewed. Hallelujah. I'm being being transformed on the inside. Every day, I'm being renewed. This word renewed in the the, uh, Greek is, is strength and vigor. The word vigor means physical strength and good health. Hallelujah. So... My inner man is being renewed day by day. Hallelujah. Even now, as, as you're hearing the word, as you sit under the word, what's happening? Your spirit man's getting stronger. Every time you get into the word, you're being renewed day by day. Every time that, every time that you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're being renewed day by day. Hallelujah. And these are some of the things we'll get into. But the point I want you to see is, is that we have to come to a place where we realize that we have a spirit man and that we have to cause this spirit man to grow and become stronger than any other thing. Hallelujah. Let's go to Matthew chapter 4, Mark chapter 4. That's my introduction. So sometimes when the Lord starts speaking something to me, I, as a teacher, my mind will go in all sorts of directions on this is what I should teach next. And, and then sometimes it's like, you know, it's kind of like the Holy Spirit's like, just bring it back a little bit. Just baby steps, baby steps. That's because this isn't, you, you, we have to see this from a position of how do we live this out and what does this look like? Mark chapter 4. And I think one of the best ways that we can, how we can walk this out and understand this is by looking at the life of Jesus. Do you believe that we look at the life of Jesus, we could learn something? Right? Hallelujah. And always see Jesus from perspective. And I'm not, I'm not, don't want to belittle Jesus in any way. But understand that he was a man. Right? He was tempted in all points, yet without sin. He, he hungered. He had people that, that did him wrong. He was persecuted. He was threatened to be killed. He lost loved ones. He, he was touched with every emotion that you, could, you and I could face. So you have to see, as we see this morning, you have to see that Jesus couldn't be, Jesus had to rise above his soul in order to obtain the promises and fulfill his calling in his life. And if we're going to do 
everything that God's called us to do, we are going to have to get bigger on the inside. So we allow, so we don't allow our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions to dictate our lives. And that's what this is all about. Are you with me? Let's go on this journey together. So let's look at Mark chapter 4, verse 36. Now this is just as they're getting into the boat in verse 35. He tells them, let us go to the other side. Let us go to the other side. Meaning, there's an assignment. There's an assignment. We're going to the other side. And verse 36 says, Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great wind storm arose, and the waves beat into the boat so that it was already filling. Now get a picture of this. I mean, you're out on... Lake Crowley, Lake Granberry, Possum Kingdom, Lake Joe Pool Lake, or I'm not sure where the Lake Crowley is, but maybe there used to be one many years ago. And so you're out on this lake and, and here this storm of hurricane proportion grows up, shows up. And yet the boat, and the boat is already filling with water. It's Not a lot of good things are going on here. But you see, the strong spirit of a man will sustain him in adversity. So, and we see in the story, we see, we see the disciples and it says, uh, it says, but he was in the stern asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and they said to him, teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? You see, this story was written, and some of you heard me talk about this, and this story wasn't written to test the disciples to see what was on the inside of them. This wasn't sort of, well, let me, Jesus is saying, let me, let me see what they're really made of. I, I just want to see, just so I can tell them they don't have faith. Some people have the idea that that's how God is. Well, I'm just going to put them through this. This wasn't about seeing what they were made of. Made of. This was to keep them from the other side. This was to dis- Destroy their assignment. The enemy did not want Jesus and the disciples to get to the other side. This had nothing to do with testing their faith. The enemy didn't want them to the other side because there was a demon-possessed man that had kept the whole village in bondage for years and the enemy did not want that man set free because if that man got set free, then the whole community could get set free. So what you're facing and what you're walking through and the temptations you go through, the adversities you have, isn't God trying to test you. No, it's the enemy trying to destroy you to keep you from fulfilling your purpose and fulfilling his promises in your life. So they're going to the other side and you have two groups of people. You have the disciples that are looking around and saying, man, this boat's filling with water. And yet you have Jesus that is asleep. You see, I mean, if I was Jesus, and you see, some, so often we look at stories like this and we see it from the deficiencies of the disciples. 
instead of the strength of Christ. I've heard religion take the scripture and preach about how weak our faith is and, and we're nothing and, and there's, you know, you can't do anything, only Jesus and all. No, don't see this scripture today from a standpoint of the weakness of the disciples. See it from the strength of Christ. And here we see Christ, Jesus, is asleep in the bottom of the boat. See, there's sometimes I would like to think that, you know, I would do what Jesus did. After all, it's a great bracelet. What would Jesus do? <laughs> and sometimes I like, yeah, if I was there, I would be this great man of faith. Would you? I mean, I, I mean, the disciples were, they were pacing. They're probably pacing back and forth. They're like, should I wake him up? Should I not wake him up? What's going on? Why is he? He he said we're going to the other side. And why are we here? Why? I should have stayed with mom and dad and been fishermen. Why am I out here? I know. Hey, what's going on here? Why did I leave that to come here? And after all, why? I mean, he's asleep. Doesn't he care? Doesn't he care? See, a lot of times when, when in storms and, and things like that is, is we'll have that same thing. Well, God, don't you care what I'm going through? Don't you see the symptoms in my body? God, don't you care about me? Aren't you concerned? Do you have any care about, do you love me? Yet Jesus is. <laughs> sleep. The difference is where Jesus was spiritually and where the disciples were. When Jesus got up and they woke Jesus up and he said, peace, be still. Peace, be still. Peace, be still. And he looked at them and he said, and he, and he said this, he said, verse um, 40, he says, why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? No faith, meaning you're empty, you're void of something. There's something that they were missing. There was something that they lacked. There was something they didn't have. They were full of fear, but yet void of faith. Why could Jesus sleep? Let's go to John chapter 1. John chapter 1. Thank you, Father. Verse 14. What caused him to sleep? Verse 14 says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld His glory, the glory as the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Why could Jesus be asleep in the middle of the storm, in the bottom of a boat, 
in a major storm because of what he was full of. And it's what we're full of that will determine what will we do in the midst of a storm. You're like, oh, well, that was Jesus. That, that was Jesus. And, he, you know, he's the son of God. And, you know, he was the word that became flesh. And, yeah, we beheld his glory. It was the glory of the only begotten father, full of grace and truth. But Jesus wasn't born full of grace and truth. He wasn't born and had everything that he needed to fulfill his assignment. Let's go to John chapter 2. I'm sorry, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2. So he was full of grace and truth. Verse 39 of Luke chapter 2. It says, so when they had performed all things according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee to their own city, Nazareth. Now listen to this. And the child grew and became strong in spirit. Whoa. Is that what that says? And the child grew and became strong in spirit. Meaning he wasn't all of a sudden born with this. He wasn't born with this Hercules spirit on the inside of him. He wasn't born and all of a sudden it's because he is he is Mary and Joseph's son, and he was the one that was going to, was prophesied, and he was the prophesied Messiah. But yet here, it says that he had, he, that the, the child grew and he became strong. It didn't say he was strong in spirit. It said he had to become strong in spirit. Meaning there was a transition to being just natural and just being normal to also now becoming strong in spirit. Let me ask a question. If Jesus had to grow and become strong in spirit, how much would we need to grow and become strong in spirit? This is our pursuit as believers. This is not trying to earn anything with God. This isn't works. This isn't salvation was based on what Jesus did at the cross. There's nothing you can do to earn salvation. But you do have a part to play and how strong you walk out his plan for your life. Only a couple people believe that. And the child became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Hallelujah. Man, so many things on my talk. Look at verse 52. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go to Job. Job chapter 22. Had some other scriptures to bring out, but I think you get, I think you're getting the point.
So Jesus had to grow and he had to become strong in spirit. I declare that we are strong in spirit. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 21. I read in the New King James. It says, now acquaint yourself with him. You could say, now acquaint yourself with God. Acquaint yourself with the Lord. And be at peace. Thereby goodwill will come to you. Acquaint yourself. The word acquaint here means to become familiar with. It means to, to, to treat as a treasure. Acquaint yourself. You see, in our mind, we'll say, oh, do you know such and such? Or, well, they're an acquaintance. Well, in our mind, it's an acquaintance. Well, you know them, but you don't know them. Right? But here, it's saying, become familiar with. Become familiar with God. And be at peace. You see, when you get close to him, you get close to him who is peace. It's like when I get close, when I get to know Alex, then I get get to receive what Alex has. I get to receive his wisdom, his perspective, how he looks at things, his heart, his passion. Man, this, this young man is passionate. I love his passion. You get close to Alex, I'm so grateful that him and Azanel are our youth pastors. Amen. But as I get, as I get acquainted with him, then what happens is, is now I receive what he has. And now I become stronger because of what and who I'm familiar with. So here, the, the, this writing here in Job is saying, acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Thereby goodwill will come to you. And then it says what? Receive please. New King James says, receive please instruction from his mouth And lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. See, there's an exchange that happens that when that when I acquaint myself with him, then what happens? I receive what he has. Then it says, receive his instruction. And when I receive his instruction, what happens? It builds me up. So what is happening when I acquaint myself with him and I, and I, and I give ear to his instructions, it builds me up. Hallelujah. See, who are you acquainted with? Because whatever you're acquainted with is going to determine your strength or your weakness. That's why we can't live out of here. That's why we can't live by everything that's going on in our world around us. We can't live emotionally based on what's happening in the news, what's happening in economy or societies, because those things have no determinant on my success in life. My success in life is based upon the Lord and his word. And that's that's it. And so, so often we, we, want to get, we want to get head knowledge about something when God just wants us to get stronger here. Jesus had to do this scripture. Acquaint yourself. How, how, do we, how do we know he did that? It said he grew. He grew. He grew in favor and knowledge of God, with God and man. 
Meaning he had to grow. And if, if he wasn't going to be, see, you, you're not going to know God if you're not in close proximity to God. You're, you're not going to know all about him. You're not going to be built up because what being built up was all about in the scripture was, are you receiving his instructions? Acquaint yourself with him. Acquaint yourself with him and be at peace. Thereby good will come to you. Receive peace, instruction from his mouth. Lay up his words in your heart. If you return to the Almighty, you will be built up. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. So Jesus had to acquaint himself with Heavenly Father and acquaint himself with the Word. Hallelujah. Go to John chapter 3. John chapter 3. Hallelujah. You're getting stronger. We're getting stronger. Hallelujah. The enemy is under our feet. Hallelujah. You will not give up. You will not quit. You have mountain moving faith. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. I want you to see some of these because this had everything to do with Jesus being able to be asleep in the back of the boat, the bottom of the boat. John chapter 3. Thank you, Father. Verse 33. He who has received his testimony has certified that God is true. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the Spirit by measure. The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hands. Jesus had to acquaint himself with the Father. And what does it say here? The Father loves the Son and has given all things into his hands. Why could Jesus be asleep in the bottom of a boat? The Father loves me. The Father loves me. See, your spirit man will only be as strong as your ability to receive how much he loves you. That's good. That's good. Why? Well, how how are you going to say say you just got this this negative report? How, how are you going to, how are you going to overcome? How are you going to win? Because is the report going to be stronger? You know, I've gotten negative reports before. I'm not speaking as someone that hasn't faced things and hasn't walked through things. I've gotten, I've gotten things that will just knock your breath out. But yet I have to determine the Lord loves me. He's faithful to his word. Instead of running and giving into the pressure, what do I have to do? Acquaint myself now with the Lord and receive his peace. Strong on the inside. Jesus was strong. He could walk through crowds that were wanting to stone him. Why? The Father loves me and I have an assignment. Father loves me and I have an assignment. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I believe you're receiving this. Go to John chapter 5, verse 18. 
Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him. Because he not only broke the Sabbath, but also said that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Nothing. Therefore, the Jews sought all the more to kill him. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, we get upset when someone doesn't like our post. I mean, we, we get upset if we get like a thumbs down on YouTube. I mean, it's like, it's like you just ruined my whole week. Just because he broke the Sabbath, healed somebody, then Jesus answered. What did he answer? Most surely I say to you, what was his response? I surely I say to you, the son of man can do nothing of himself, but what he sees the father do. For whatever he does, the son also does in like manner, for the father loves the son. Hmm. God loves you. I want, I want that to be strong in you. I want that to be strong in you. The Father loves you. And you can make it through anything if you just understood and received how much the Father loves you. But this is, this is Jesus was natural. Jesus was human. I know, the, I know the battles, the battles that faith. Jesus had to deal with battles in his mind and his thinking. You're like, oh, Jesus didn't do that. No. If you go over, I think it's John chapter 8, I believe. He, or John, later on in John chapter 5, it says, it says, he goes, as I hear, I judge. He goes, as I hear, I judge. Now, if everything Jesus heard was from the Lord, then why would he have to judge it? He goes, as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is correct. Meaning that Jesus was going to have to have a filter of everything that was going to come from him, come from God, or coming from himself, or coming from other people. Why? Because Jesus was flesh like you and me. So he was going to have to deal with the battle between his ears and what had to make him and cause him to be secure was understanding this aspect that the father loves me. Say that with me. The father loves me. This is the foundation to developing a strong spirit. The father loves the son and shows him all things that he himself does. Let's go to chapter 8. And I'll start to wind down. Thank you, Father. John chapter 8, verse 29. Thank you, Father. Actually, verse 28, then Jesus said to them, when you lift up the son of man, then you will know that I am he and that I do nothing of myself. But as my father taught me, I speak these things. My father taught me. Well, the father taught me. Well, how did the father teach him? He acquainted himself with him. 
He taught me. I received instruction and I was built up. As my father taught me, I speak these things. And he who sent me is with me. The father has not left me alone. For I always do those things that please him. The father has not left me alone. Why could Jesus sleep in the bottom of a boat? The father loves me. I've acquainted myself with him. And because I acquainted myself with him, I grew in grace. My spirit became strong. And I came to realize the father loves me. And because I know the father loves me, the father has not left me alone. Thank you, father. Let me close with these two scriptures. Go to Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3, the Father loves me. Mm, Say that, the Father loves me. Hallelujah. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Look at verse 13. It says, Therefore I ask that you do not lose heart, at my tribulation. Here we say that word again. Don't lose heart. Which is your glory. For this reason I bow my knee to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. From whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. That he would grant you according to the riches of his glory. To be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man. Whoa. So this is the prayer. And this is coming on the back. I don't want you to lose heart. And what was, what was Paul's response to them not losing heart? I pray that you would be strengthened with all might through his spirit in the inner man. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. That you being what? Rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded in love. See, you being strengthened with all might is going to, is going to come when you are rooted and grounded in love. Rooted and grounded in, rooted and grounded in love. Hallelujah. That you be rooted and grounded. Rooted and grounded. Rooted and grounded. Oh, I'm rooted and grounded in love. I'm rooted and grounded in love. Hallelujah. And if I'm rooted and grounded in love, it says that I might be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you might be filled with all the fullness of God. Wow. Wow. Man, think about this. This is, and this is on the inside of you that, that we would be rooted and grounded in love and that we would know the lengths, the depths and the heights of that love and to know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. And then what would happen if I, if I understand and I grow in this love, what, what happens? It says I would be filled with all the fullness of God. What would Joseph look like knowing that he's filled with all the fullness of God? What would your life be like if you realized that you were filled with all the fullness of God? Hallelujah. I just, I just sense by the spirit. There's just like this air compressor and I'm just just, I'm telling you, grow strong in spirit, strong in spirit. 
Strong in spirit is being filled with all the fullness of God. Let's close with Ephesians 6. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Oh, thank you, Father, that we are strong spiritually. Our spirit is strong. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Thank you. Kelly, can you put that in the Amplified Amplified Classic? Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Let's read this together. In conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union with Him. Draw your strength from Him, that strength which His boundless might provides. Be strong in the Lord. See, it's about, it's not being strong up here, but it's the strength that grows, that you're renewed day by day. Our outer man perishes, yet our inner man is renewed day by day. And the strength comes from our union with Him. My spirit my spirit, Justin becomes stronger through my union with him. Job twenty two twenty three. acquaint yourself with him. What is that? It's my union with him. And it's out of this, I become strong. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Thank you, Father. Holy Spirit, thank you for being our teacher. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. I thank you, Father, for working with the Word. Hallelujah. I thank you, Father, for working with the Word. I thank you for... Holy Spirit, I thank you for working with every spirit, man, on the inside, in in this place today. That today we make a decision to acquaint ourselves with you. And as we acquaint ourselves with you, we will hear your instruction. And as we hear your instruction, we will be built up. Hallelujah. Strong. Hallelujah. I think all of us, as I'm not going to do an altar call or even, but I want us to make a decision because the world's going to try to pull on us in so many ways. The world will try to pull on us to get us in division, get us fearful. Get us talking about wrong things, focusing on things that aren't productive.
And today, before we dismiss, if you say, Pastor Justin, I want to make a quality decision to acquaint myself with him. I want to make a quality decision to be in union with him. Because I know that I know that I know I need to be stronger in the days ahead. Not just for myself, not just for my family, not just for my church, but for the world God's placed me in. And you say, yes, Pastor Justin, I I want to make a quality decision to acquaint myself with him. I want to make a quality decision to be in union with him. Just slip your hands up. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord. Oh, we praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. See, Pastor Justin, I'm just tired of being weak. I'm tired of giving in to temptations. I'm, fi- I'm tired of this constant cycle of defeat in my life. And, and you're saying, Pastor Justin, I need, I need, I need the very thing that will make me stronger. Just lift your hands. Hallelujah. Just lift your hand. And as you lift your hands, you're saying, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I choose to. I, I, I make a quality decision today. I make a quality decision today. Or Mark 20, that, 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 that God is going to be my pursuit. That I'm going to run after God, His Word. I'm going to acquaint myself with Him. I'm going to, I'm going to run after Him with everything that I have on the inside of me. That I'm going to grow in this love. And I'm going to know this love. I'm going to know its lengths, its depths, and its heights. And I'm going to be filled with all the fullness of God. You say, I'm tired of my flesh controlling me. I'm tired of things and situations and circumstances controlling me. I, I, I choose. I, I want to be renewed day by day. I want to get stronger and stronger. I want to get stronger and stronger. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Father. Oh, we praise you, Father. Mm. Mm. Let's repeat this after me. Heavenly Father, I make a decision to make you a priority in my life. Thank you, Lord, that you take me from glory to glory, strength to strength. I will never be the same. This time next year, I will be stronger than I've ever been because of you because of your word and because of your victory in my life I am strong in the Lord in the power of his might Amen give him a shout of praise thank you Father thank you thank you hallelujah you receive this today Amen. We'll turn to someone, give him a high five. And Nikki, you want to come? Give Nikki a hand as she brings our, our anointed announcements.